0: Yo, what up, it's your boy Cole Shep This podcast is brought to you by my boy Joey T And Tyrese Maxi. But right now, you know, we just maxing on the courts Hailing from the streets of South Philly Sometimes it gets a little hectic out there But right now, we go up you on how we just chill
1: What is going on, Sixers fans? Welcome back to another episode of Trust the Podcast The NBA Finals have officially concluded the Golden State Warriors are once again the NBA champions. Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr—they all got their fourth championship in eight years, and we're here. JP and Justin are joining me once again. and We're gonna react. Just give us a, give our thoughts about the finals. So, guys, how you doing today? And you guys enjoy the finals.
0: Yeah, it was a good series. I liked it. Uh, I was just rooting for the downfall of the Celtics, really, and that's exactly what we got.
2: Seeing Al Horford's sister oh crying. God. Twitter last night (laughs) just made it all worth it for me. That was absolutely ridiculous.
1: I'm tired of her nonsense on the internet. I don't don't even know how people let her account get so popular in the first place. She has thousands of followers. I don't know who wants to hear her opinion, but nonetheless, we're not going to be talking about her. We're not going to give her the spotlight. We're going to be talking about the NBA champion, Golden State Warriors, because this is a team, obviously, everyone's been talking about it, really all playoffs, but especially last night after they won. You know, this was a team that many people hated because, you know, whether it's Kevin Durant or just people that don't like people who are all the teams that are always winning. A lot of people, you know, were rooting against the Warriors for a long time, but then they had the injuries. Then they were the worst team in the league. They missed the playoffs last year and then they finally get back this year. So, guys, when how early would you say you thought the Warriors, you felt like the Warriors were going to win the championship? And what, why do you think they were able to beat Boston in the end?
0: I mean, coming into the playoffs, I didn't I didn't think of them as really title favorites at all. Uh, I thought they would just get outmanned by teams like the Suns. But then Curry had a really impressive playoff run. Uh, he was definitely the anchor of that team, like we've seen them do back in 2015 when they won their first championship. Uh, so, yeah, they're a lot more likable now that KD's not on the team. Uh, I like how... Most of their players were drafted by the Warriors and built and and developed through the Warriors system.
2: I picked Boston to beat them whenever That's a couple years ago, when we did it. Yeah, we've been talking. So you're I, talking about I that a lot
1: over the past
2: few months. Yeah, <laughs> but so I guess I never really considered them to be like my favorite. But in, in the end, uh, Boston—they just looked inexperienced, really, the whole series turning the ball over so much and i mean curry just killed them every game.
1: Yeah, i mean curry, i think this was probably the best playoff series really he's ever had. Maybe i'm forgetting some random first round explosion he had against some bad team, but this in terms of the biggest stage this is definitely, you know, you you mentioned justin, he got his first finals mvp. i'm of the belief that he should have won at least in 2015, maybe even One of the times Durant won, but to see him finally get it was nice just to get that recognition. For a while, we thought the Suns, they were just proven to be the best team the regular season. Everybody thought they were going to be the main team. But then once obviously Dallas um, upset them, I really was all in on the Warriors. I really thought they were going to get the job done. And thankfully for us Sixers fans, that's what happened. Boston lost. And like you said, the, the experience level is definitely, you know, when you look at Golden State, this is, let's see, what is this? They're... They have four championships plus two. I think this is their six six finals in eight years. You know, Boston, this is their first time back. I mean, I thought Robert Williams was one guy who was given his all all series. I was really impressed with him. But overall, just like they just look young and inexperienced, and that's what they are. I mean, Tatum, you know, I I know people are tired of the Tatum uh, excuses for how he's, you know, Tatum's only 19, Tatum's only 24. But, you know, it is true that this is – he is still pretty young. The team as a whole, besides Horford, obviously, is still pretty young. So – yeah, I, I think the Warriors definitely deserved the win, and I was happy to see them. So what what would you guys say was like, what, what do you think was the biggest difference for the Warriors in this series? Like, what do you think was the, the one thing that let the Warriors um, really get this win, earn this win?
0: I think it's just got to be Wiggins. Wiggins really stepped it up uh, after being labeled as a bust for how many years. Uh, on the biggest stage, he was just a clamp god, pretty much. So I think that was huge in their win because obviously Tatum didn't have the greatest series, and I think Wiggins is a big part of that.
2: I I agree that Wiggins really locked up Tatum. He really didn't have one game where it was like, wow, he's like really killing the Warriors. And I think if they were going to have a shot of beating them, he was going to have to be the best player on the court for all those games. And, I mean, Curry just shot the lights out the whole series and it really just was a big difference when the warriors had the best player on the court yeah i agree i mean wiggins i I, that's a point i really
1: wanted to hit home is that 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 trade was absolutely instrumental for them and i never i didn't even know wiggins knew how to just hustle up the court and get rebounds like that i mean I was looking it up the other day. His career his career high in a season for rebounds is only about five. And all of a sudden, this finals, he, he had 16 the one game. He's had double digits multiple times in this run. I mean, I don't know. It's just – it's crazy to see him turn his career around and just go from one of the most poorly run teams in Minnesota over the past decade, whatever it is, and he goes to the Warriors and it's just – he just fits in like a glove like everybody's been talking about. You know, he was the first overall pick. Maple, Jordan, that nickname, all that stuff. He played with Joel at Kansas. And, you know, even though he won Rookie of the Year, I mean, people were dogging him for, you know, he's supposed to be this big defensive prospect. He never really lived up to that. In Minnesota, his scoring was up and down. But then he comes to Golden State, a lot of the pressure's off him. And all of a sudden in this finals, like you said, he was really the most, maybe the most important guy. He wasn't the best guy. I mean, that's Curry, of course. But just that extra that extra element to the Warriors team really, I thought, uh, allowed them to get the job done. But as you were talking about earlier, I also think Golden State's depth, Boston had some depth as well for sure, but just whether it's Poole or Looney, like these guys they've drafted at the end of these first rounds after their championships, but they still were able to get them late. Do you guys think like the Warriors, when you look at how their roster is constructed, do you think more teams are gonna like sway try to stay away from like the Lakers Nets approach and start trying to build classic uh constructions of a team again? Or you think there's always gonna be those those teams trying to hit the home run in free agency?
0: Before KD went to the Warriors, uh they were all about building their players up from the draft. So I, I think that's the better way to go about it. Uh of course there's gonna be the huge free agent sign-ins that try to bring teams championships but we saw the nets the kd and kyrie sign-ins haven't been going they're the greatest for them uh and it's just a lot more fun seeing like these young guys come up and develop rather than the superstar going to make a super team
1: that that, that's what we that's what the sixers are supposed to be (laughs) just the process all that stuff and obviously kind of where it started going south of the sixers is when we started you know trying to bring in all these outsiders. JP, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think like Justin said there's always going to be teams that are just trying to get like the big names and build these super teams. But I mean the last few years the teams that have been most successful are the teams that build their talent up from the draft and from making smart signings and not just going for the biggest max contract player yeah it, for sure I'm,
0: being uh the Raptors a few years ago with yeah, Kawhi the one right. and I still think if Kawhi stays with the Raptors they definitely go deep in the playoffs again uh probably would have had more success than Kawhi's had on the Clippers right now
1: yeah I mean just like Kawhi you know he's had the injuries you know I don't know we can't really say if he would have had them with the Raptors or not but yeah, when you look at the Raptors, we saw what they get did to us this year. Like, they gave us a good fight. The year after Kawhi left, they were still pretty good. You know, if he had stayed, I think, yeah, I agree. They would have been contenders for a long time. But, you know, obviously, you can point to the LeBron Heat. You can point to the Words with Durant. So, like, it's probably always going to be kind of back and forth. There's probably always going to be, like, when the teams are building through the draft and then someone will try to go the opposite way and it's kind of, like, we'll bounce off. I But I agree, that, like, you de- it's definitely the most enjoyable when the team's build through the draft, they build around their main stars. And obviously the Warriors have been doing that really for the better part of the past decade. But when you look at Boston, from their perspective, obviously we're not a pro-Boston podcast here. When you look at how they kind of collapsed in the last two games, like their their fight, their fight fighting effort vanished in those second halves of those last few games, I would say. Do you think this is kind of the loss that... I, I heard a uh, Celtics fan Bill Simmons uh, worrying about this, actually. Do you think this is the kind of loss that you know kind of like the falcons that type of loss where after they lose in the finals it kind of messes with the team or do you think boston you know with tatum and brown still being pretty young they'll be able to bounce back and keep contending for a while
0: i mean i think celtics will still be contenders uh for the next few years at least like i saw i saw some stat that tatum and lebron had very similar stats in their first ever finals loss uh which comparing tatum to lebron might be a stretch but they're still young, you know, so I think there's still a lot to improve on for their team, but I'm hoping the Sixers can knock them out in the playoffs and they come and use.
2: That's for sure. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Like what we were just saying about the Warriors, how they built through the draft, I mean, it's basically the same thing with Boston. They've pretty much had the same core for five years now. Mm -hmm. So I think if they all stay together, I think they'll probably have another good shot at making the finals and winning.
1: The thing with that is, you know, the hope for the Sixers is that we, we make some moves this offseason. We, we kind of put ourselves in the front of that race, but we've been saying that for the past five years. But Sixers aside, I do agree Boston should, in theory, continue to be one of the best teams in the East. Tatum, I do think Tatum will get better. You know, he's only 24, like I said. You know, he should have at least six, seven, eight more years of being really good. You got the Bucks, but I do think the Celtics should be in the race. I, like I said earlier, I think Robert Williams is another guy. Like he can just become a perennial all-defensive player along with Marcus Smart has been that for a long time. You know, you can look at Horford. He might not have too many years left. He's already declined a little bit anyway, even though he was. Yeah, you got to hand it to him. He was pretty damn good in those finals, even though we might not like him. Even though he did ruin one of our seasons with Embiid, you know, he was pretty... He was, hitting them, he was hitting his threes. I wish he hit his threes in Philadelphia. Maybe we would have been able <laughs> to play him with uh, Joel. But besides him, yeah, you would think this core stays together for a long time. So I do think they'll, they'll be able to bounce back. Hopefully, though, they never bounce back in the way that they're able to win a championship. What do you guys think about, like, the whole – I've heard some people say the Celtics wouldn't even have made the finals if Middleton didn't get hurt. Do you guys subscribe to that, or do you think Boston could have beat Milwaukee just with all their defense?
0: Well, yeah, the, they uh, they went to seven games without Middleton, so I think Middleton's a huge part sure, in that sure. Milwaukee team, uh, just with his shooting ability and everything he brings to the court. So I, I think a healthy Middleton probably uh, allows the Bucs to beat the Celtics. I guess we'll never know.
2: Yeah, I, I think if Middleton was there, Milwaukee probably would have won, but I mean, you could say that about pretty much every series. There's always Right, there's like, always something. You know, Chris
1: Paul with Houston the one year, et cetera, et cetera. Kawhi last year getting hurt with the Clippers. every single year. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Uh,
0: Middleton always cooks the Celtics too, so.
1: That is that is a valid point. It, those two teams would have been – like, they, they already did have a great series. So, yeah, that's a good point-ish. They probably would have – you know, Middleton probably would have been the difference maker. Who do you guys think – you know, is better suited long-term out of these two teams. I mean, the Warriors just won it, obviously. They beat the Celtics. But long-term, who do you think is, like, more equipped to, you know, who, who has a better chance of getting back here next year or two years from now? Who do you think?
0: Long-term, the Celtics definitely have a better chance just because the Golden State's a bit older. Like Curry's, what, 31, 32, yeah. something like that. Uh, we've seen Clay start to decline a little bit. He didn't have the greatest final series uh but I mean Wiggins is still young. Uh and they got they still got Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody. <laughs> they better so. pray
1: for Wiseman <laughs> to
0: could be something. Yeah, but the Celtics, they're definitely just younger than the Warriors. So but the Warriors will still be good for the next three, four years, you know? Mm-hmm if everyone's healthy of course if curry goes down then they're gonna have a top three draft pick again
1: yeah right right i mean we we saw we saw them without curry two years ago and even though they they still have a lot of good players you know pool maybe pool can we we remember at the beginning of the playoffs i mean they they were bringing curry off the bench because they didn't want to mess up with pool's hot streak eventually they had to change that obviously but what, what about you jp do you agree with that
2: yeah uh well I think in the next couple of years, definitely Warriors have a better shot of winning. But um, yeah, like Justin said, that the Celtics, like their core is just still so young that I think long-term, they probably have a brighter future than the Warriors. Although I, the Warriors do have, like he said, three uh, young prospects still that didn't even play at all in the playoffs, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, they're going to need to hope that Kaminga can like
1: start to fill, you know, if him and Wiggins can become like the co-starting forwards, I mean, they could be a really dangerous combination for the Warriors as Draymond starts to phase out more. As yes, you mentioned, Clay's struggles in the finals. I, this is another thing we can talk about. He had some really good games this playoffs. I mean, he had the one game six. I believe that was the Memphis series. He went crazy. But at the same time, especially in the finals, you know, you can say it's because Boston had such a great defense. But, you know, last night he was five for 20. He had some other really ugly games. Do you think it's just because just got off the injury a couple months ago? Do you think this is more of the Clay we're going to see going forward? Not quite as consistent as he used to be?
0: I mean, we saw him throwing up a couple, like, stupid shots just all series. I'm, I'm just not sure if that's because of Boston's great defense against him. But, like, since coming back, he had he hasn't been the player that he used to be before the injury, and I guess that was kind of expected. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's still Clay Thompson. He can still pop off for 10 threes at any given moment. I think he's just going to become, like, less explosive and just more spot up in the future
1: yeah that, i think that's fair i mean i don't want to diminish clay we should i mean we kind of alluded to earlier but i mean the man his acl in the raptor series missed that whole season and then just as he's getting ready to come back last year he his achilles again so he, he missed i think the number i saw it earlier today it was like 928 days around there he, he missed so much three years of basketball and he was able to come back and still be you know a, a key contributor for a championship team that fast so i think you know, not to take anything away from him, but I still think for the future, for the Warriors, I think that's worth discussing. What do you think, JP? Do you think Clay can get back on track or do you think this is more who he is?
2: Yeah, I I probably think that this is like probably what it'll be for the rest of his career. Just because, the I mean, there's two injuries back to back. They really uh, hurt your athleticism. He'll always be able to shoot, obviously. So I think, yeah, he'll just be more of like a catch and shoot guy. Um, and not so much of, like, attacking closeout. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was trying to attack the rim all playoffs, and sometimes it worked. But, yeah,
1: there's definitely times where he was taking some bad shots or he he got blocked at the rim. He couldn't necessarily, you know, jump the way he used to to, to hammer those those uh, inside shots home. But that's why Wiggins and Poole, those guys are important because they can make up for the, what they lost with Clay. But we'll have to see what happens. So just to wrap up, like, look into the future for these teams, who do you guys think – you know, if these two teams don't make the finals next year in each conference, who do you think is the most likely team to replace them in that race?
0: My heart tells me the <laughs> Philadelphia 76. Right. Uh, but my head is telling me, like, probably the Bucks, And then unless, like, the Raptors can really improve, uh, like – get a jump out of a few of their players. I can see them making it pretty far. Mm-hmm. And out the West, uh the Suns are still gonna be up there, I think, even if they get rid of Ayton in the offseason.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I'm sure I'll be talk- we'll all be talking about that next month for the free agency stuff. But yeah. Uh
0: I've always been high on the Clippers since they've gotten Kawhi yeah. and PG. So if they can stay healthy, we've been saying that for who knows all how
1: all the whole time, yeah. I mean, I really like the Clippers' roster. You know, they added Cove and Norman Powell. Like, I was killing the Blazers for that trade. I really think the Clippers have a lot of depth to go with their two stars, and that's kind of what the Warriors and Celtics had as well. So you could see, you know, but that's the thing. Kawhi's got to stay healthy. Even Paul George, you know, he's had some injuries. Uh, Memphis, I guess we can say Memphis. My my concern yeah. with Memphis is I think they need one more guy. Do you, think, do you agree with that, JP? Do you think, like, Memphis – you know do you think they can win with just the core of Ja Desmond and Jaron, or do you think they need someone
2: else no i th- I think they need someone else, like on the wing, especially yeah, uh, cause it, like I mean they were starting um Zaire Williams like maybe they're hoping he develops or something, but I mean I he' funny, but yeah. like they, like they contend this coming year, I feel oh, like yeah right
1: need. yeah,
2: I mean that's a, that's just a hope that he get,
1: becomes like an elite. I guess they're hoping for like a Kawhi esque development from him. We'll see. I mean, there's just a long time before we'll see if that works out. But yeah, I, I do. I agree. The Clippers.
2: What about the East, JP? I mean, probably the same teams that was yeah. this year Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, and Sixers probably are the okay. four big teams. Oh, okay.
1: I don't know. We can tell. We'll be talking Sixers soon. I mean, we, we saw some rumors the other day Tobias, Matisse, uh, your guy, Firk, Justin, unfortunately, Shake Milton. All those guys, Danny Green, who's going to be out for the year, they're all on the trade table. Uh, we could do an impromptu Sixers topic real fast. So like, who do you think has the most trade value out of all that group? Like, who do you think will, what do you, what was the package out of all those guys that you think could net us like the most, the most capital to become one of these contending
0: teams next year for real? A few weeks ago, we saw the rumors surrounding Lou Dort. I feel like he would be really good on the Sixers. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we can get a package like Toby, Theibel, you know, draft picks, whatever, I think he would be nice either starting at a three or coming off the bench as a defensive anchor that uh, will be missing in Theibel, you know. Yeah. Uh, He he averaged, what, 17 points last season? Yeah, yeah, he did. So that's someone I really would like to see uh, more you try and get.
1: He's kind of you know you're throwing Shakes offense with Matisse's defense, maybe slightly worse on defense there, but I think
2: that would be the type of player I'd really like to see. Well, personally, I know this would never happen, but I would love if they would trade like Tobias and maybe like Thibault for the the fourth pick from the Kings Mm. and (laughs) take a swing on uh, someone young and 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 guy. Sharper, Ivy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: um, I don't think the I Kings mean, are gonna be trading for for Tobias, unfortunately. <laughs> well you never know. It's they Sacramento,
0: won. though. That's, That's true. You never That's know true. with them. That
1: is true. That is true.
2: They want to be the ninth seed next year, so you never know. Yeah,
1: playing for the Kings that would be huge for
2: them. Uh, but realistically, probably yeah, like just like a decent wing player of some sorts, yeah. as we have none. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd be. I, I'm hoping you know the draft's coming up next Thursday. I'm hoping that a deal happens that night or even in the lead up to the draft because, you know, it's only been a month and I'm already getting frustrated just looking at our roster page. You know, so hopefully, hopefully we're able to mix it up. But just one last topic, just to circle back to the finals to wrap it up. We talked about this on the last podcast you guys were on, but we were texting about. I was texting about it with some other people as well. We were talking about Steph Curry once again where he stacks up all time you guys had some interesting takes i didn't quite agree with them but you know i we i think we're all in agreement he's a top 10 player but what what do you guys view him as right now like what what's his ultimate legacy you guys think
0: last night impromptu i was saying that he was the best point guard of all time but then waking up this morning uh seeing some stats on the timeline uh i'll just read one out uh yeah The difference between Magic and Curry, this is a Hall of Fame player right here. A one-time championship, one MVP, two finals MVP, four All-Star, and two more All-NBAs. And that's Mm -hmm. Magic compared to Curry. So I I still don't think he can put Curry above Magic, even though Curry has revolutionized the game of basketball, how everyone plays the game now. But yeah, I still think he's top 10 uh, now. Probably, like, around the 7th or ten range, you know. Probably bumping dudes down, like, Duncan and Hakeem, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, somewhere around that area.
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I agree he's top 10. I'm not quite sure who I have him, like, passing or not. I, I don't know the exact, but I definitely think he's in that tier with, like, Kobe and Duncan and Wilt and all those, like, Hakeem, all those guys. I, I really think... Well, a good point you just made, Ish, was that like Matt, if you look at it, Magic and Larry Bird's another one, they still have slightly more accomplishments. I think like Curry, my opinion is that he's kind of drawn himself even with these guys and the way he passes them. He's got to keep it going for another three to five years. And at that point, he'll just have, you know, more accomplishments than them He'll have been better for longer for a longer period of time. So once that happens, I think he's comfortably going to be maybe even top five, if maybe six, somewhere around there. But for now, I think he's kind of just lumped in there. But he's added his name to that list. He's added his name to that top 10 all-time uh, standing.
2: Yeah, I would. I mean, I would say he's probably like around top eight maybe mm-hmm. right now. And I think he's like really close to passing Magic as the best point guard ever. Uh, I would still put magic over him now, but mm-hmm. I definitely think by the time he retires, he'll be considered by um, most people the best point guard ever.
1: Yeah, and that's, you make a good point because I think, I believe he's only 33, he might have turned 34 this season, but the way he's been going, even if he gets a little worse in the next two years, I don't see him falling completely off a cliff or anything like that. I do think. By the time it's all said and done, yeah, I do think he will pass Magic just because I think he's got another five years of greatness left in him, at least. I just think he's going to keep draining threes and carrying the Warriors. I mean, we didn't really touch on it in this, but, like, that 43-point game he had in Game 4 was incredible. Last night he was great. I don't know. I just thought the whole run for him was really, and we've talked about before, was really just, you know, career-defining because the first championship, then like everyone's always comparing him to Durant because they were on the same team. It's like, who's better, who's more important. And, you know, even though maybe Durant has more talent, he don't, he had he can't match Curry's accomplishments. He just can't. he his only, his only, the only time he's ever made it as far as Curry. I mean, he, the 11th Thunder, I shouldn't take that away, but they weren't able to win it. The only time he's won it is with Curry. And I'm not saying Durant could never be the best player, on a team that wins the finals but it just hasn't happened yet and he's just as old as curry so it might never happen so like i said before i believe another podcast i think he's pretty much besides lebron he's solidified himself as the best current player uh that's out there legacy wise so i don't know i just think we'll have to see where he goes from here but i i you can't rule out that he wins another championship at least wouldn't you say
0: yeah, yeah know. he definitely has a chance to get one more, one or two more in his catalog.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll be that if he does that. At that point, you know, I'm not gonna compare him to Jordan. He's not gonna be better than Jordan. But if he equals Jordan with like six championships, then you'll have guys like Skip Bayless saying how he's better than LeBron, stuff like that. <laughs> Although Skip Bayless is kind of turned on Curry, that's the have you seen? I'm not sure if you've paid attention to the Skip Bayless's tweets lately, but I don't know why he. It feels like he's anti everybody who actually succeeds in the league at this point. He's only pro the guys who hypothetically are good. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But
0: yeah. and we'll just not thing... talk about how Curry or how Fake Clay had more threes than Curry in Game Five. Oh
1: my God, Fake Clay, that was a travesty. Then they banned him. <laughs> that, 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 that was quite. Quite funny, but you know, it, it, it worked out. Those, it, it, this, this the, the Warriors wound up winning the championship. So, he should get a ring, though. I think, I think Fake Clay should get a ring <laughs> for that, for that performance, for that, for that, uh, breaking through the defense just like the Warriors <laughs> against the Celtics. So, that's going to do it for our finals wrap up. Thank you guys for joining me today, and thank you all for listening for drafts coming Thursday. We can start getting back into the heart of this podcast. That's the Philadelphia 76ers. So I'm excited to see what we do. I'm sure JP and Ish will be on to talk about that Sixers moves as well in the future. So thank you guys
2: for listening. Have a great rest of your night. Go Sixers. Catch you next time.